story. Welcome to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Today I have three guests. Name yourself. Karen. Alan. Michelle. This is Alan's first time. Alan is Michelle's man's. True. What do you have to say? What do you have to say to the people? Alan? It's good to be on the show. It doesn't matter. All right. So today we're doing <laughs> three shows. We're doing Dracula, Picard at Alan's request, and Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Wait, is that the name of the whole episode? I thought yeah, it was just Nora. No, no, no. That's the name. That's from the Queens. name, right? Yeah, it's Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Okay. It's a stupid ass fucking name. That but, is stupid ass. All right, so let's start with Dracula, or what do you want to start with? The longest one is Dracula, so we can start with that one because I also think it might be the one we have the least to say. So I think I chose Dracula to to have Michelle on because. Every, I mean, this is every time it's either something related to Supernatural or something related to Doctor Who. I'm never going to get past, like, Tumblr. Never. Super I, like, Who the, lock. If you look at, like, Michelle and I's messages on Twitter, it literally is just me sending her shit about, like, Doctor Who. <laughs> I fucking hate you. That's why I was so disappointed about the fact that you didn't know what a meet cute was. A meet cute? Yeah. I, I can't I still get over it. I'm confused. What is it? A meet cute is, like, a rom-com, like... Trope. It's like a trope or like a... It's how the main characters meet for the first time. It's usually in a very cute, like, the girl fell down the stairs and, okay. the, guy, and the guy caught her or something. All right, okay. we're getting distracted. So, Michelle... <laughs> Michelle's a big fan of Mark... No, no, no. Steve Moffat, which is um, the guy excuse me? behind... Was a big fan? She still is. No. They did... So, the team who did Sherlock... Which, of course, Michelle was a huge fan of. Oh, my God. They teamed up again, and they did Dracula for Netflix slash BBC. I feel like I'm getting dragged on the podcast. Uh, and it was developed by Mark Gaddis and Steve Moffat. So a basic recap of the first episode of Dracula was there is this guy who's being interviewed who had by two nuns who had recently survived the night at Count Dracula's house. And then we kind of see him explain how he got out. And then Dracula comes to find him. And then it just kind of goes from there. I won't spoil anything else. So I want to ask the table, the round table. What did you guys? I'll, I'll let you start, Karen. What did you think? It was too long. That's about all I have to say. <laughs> it was fine, I think. It was like a fine show to watch. It was very well acted. But I just don't think it's for me. To Karen's point, I think it felt wrong because we were expecting a TV show. But it felt more like a movie. Hmm. Because um, it, 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 we should say that it's the same format as Sherlock, yeah. which is like an yeah. hour and a half yeah. episode. Um, three I, episode season. Three or four, yeah. The beginning was kind of hard to... Get into? T- it's kind of hard to take it seriously because Dracula, he seemed like the kind of guy who was like, I'm going to suck your blood. Yeah, it was a little... <laughs> it was way too fucking like... Like his accent is terrible. Right and, away, I was just like, this is gross. And then he got hot and I was like, oh, I'm into this. <laughs> And not only that, like, the opening credits, like, also got me out of it because, like, the lettering felt like it was some, like, high school kid trying to look edgy with, like, the daggering font or whatever. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. 
Yeah, yeah. Karen didn't realize it either. <laughs> <laughs> Remember on, in the font, they have like the two little, the two little fangs right there. It's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think even how like the characters acted, it was kind of exaggerated. I don't know. It was like over the top acting sometimes that I was like, oh, is this like a joke? So the world wants to know. What did you think, Michelle? Like with did. with the lens of like knowing their past work and knowing how much it meant to you, all that and how put big together. Fan you are. I mean, I, I I was saying this earlier. Like, I just feel like they're just like regurgitating the same story and the same characters. It, I was not a fan. So with that lens of like, you were a fan of Moffat's past stuff. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's like a? Like a thing of like, oh, I'm getting tired of his work, or is it like, I've already seen him tell this story. Do you think you've aged out of it? Like, I think because just... I had I had this all these reactions when I was watching it because I was I was thinking about it in that way. Yeah, I think he's just told the same story over and over. Like Van Helsing is obviously supposed to be like a Sherlock or like a Doctor character, and then Dracula is supposed to be like the Master or Moriarty, yeah. and it's just like I'm just tired of the same fucking story, dude. Like change it up like give me different characters i mean yeah i agree i I think that okay so to to moffat's credit i'll say that i think he writes that story pretty well the like clever yeah like the kind of like dueling like they're kind of on equal levels yeah intellectually for the most part but but they just are on different sides exactly yeah i think he's pretty good at telling that story it's just yeah, it's gotten a little old and like it's like we want something else. But again, to Moffat's credit, I thought it was super entertaining. Like I I there was moments where I was like, I don't even I don't think I can get through this. But then it would pick you it would pick me back up with like because I think they, they do that thing also where like they introduce a small character that's integrated into the story and you find out how they're involved, which they do that a lot in the in Doctor Who, I think. Yeah, and I think I started to get more invested when I started to see like him kind of you know searching the house and looking for you know whatever's there. That was kind of the entertaining part for me. But yeah. I think it was just like me knowing kind of where things were heading that was boring and kind of predictable. Yeah, and made it less enjoyable. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. There were also parts that I thought were just fucking dumb, like the baby vampire. Yeah. That was, that was dumb. That was terrible. hilarious. That was terrible. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then also, in terms of writing, like uh, his fiance refers to him as Johnny Blue Eyes at some point, but it's like all the way like towards the end. And then like in the last scene, she's just like, "Wait, Johnny, why aren't your eyes blue?" And he's just like, "Because they're not mine." Like it just felt very like he put that line in specifically towards the end, like 10 minutes before so that everyone will remember. But it's just like, we would have remembered if you added it at the beginning. I don't know. It was stupid. It, it felt like a lot of like guiding the audience. Yeah. But also like, because, because I'm so familiar with the stories from Doctor Who, it straight up felt like, oh, he's using the same conventions. And not to say that like, so I, I kind of want to start talking transition more into like talking about, the feel of the show because that for me that had a lot to do with how i kind of experienced it I, I i told her right away like it felt a lot like a novella like it felt very flat kind of mm-hmm. dark and like like dark lighting and like you could i don't know it never really felt like it started off cheesy yeah i think that right off the bat that's situated in like kind of cheesy territory for me 
But how did you guys experience? How how do you think that the look of the show? Like, do you think that they nailed like that darkness of like surrounding Dracula or whatever? I think towards the end it got way better. Like at the beginning, you thought it was cheesy. Yeah, the beginning was super cheesy, and then like towards the end, you kept some things got tied up, and like I feel like the production value also got also got better towards the end. Maybe that's mm. just me, but I could see that. Yeah. 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 To me, it kind of reminded me like I know it's like a Netflix show, but it looked like a BBC show. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it was. That's from BBC. No, it's Netflix. Well, no, it's, it's a. BBC. It's like a. Yeah, it's like a it's joint a thing. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. BBC does that with everybody. Yeah, uh-huh. they do joint shit. They do that with uh, Fleabag too. Yeah, yeah. they do it with, well because BBC is like the network. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's <laughs> like that HBO, Netflix. That's all of them out there. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, but it definitely feels like a novella, like. Even the way it's acted, it feels like it's very exaggerated. And it, it feels like the audience is always like smarter than the characters. Mm. So we definitely know. I don't know. There's a lot of like exposition and explaining like what's going on. Yeah. Like, so, like, like the whole vampire really lore, but it's just it's like. It's a fucking anime. That. Like yeah. they, they're doing a lot of the anime type shit. Like, like what? Like, oh, this is part of my suspicion. Like, I had thought about this oh. already. And, like, now I'm going to explain to you what I... You know, like that yeah, kind of, like, okay. let me take a moment and explain to you real quick. Are you talking about the scene where he's at the gates of the convent and the nun was explained to him why he can't go in? That, but also when she's interviewing him, she's yeah. very, like... she, she she's, she's obviously asking questions that she already has the answer to. Mm. And you get the sense because they keep bringing it up over and over. Like, that she's yeah. not as smart. And then... Uh, you know, like it was so because they had, he had kind of like held my hand through the entire process. Mm-hmm. When they revealed it was Van Helsing, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, but I wasn't like, "Oh my god, that's that's fucking Van Helsing." Yeah, the reveals were never all that like surprising. Even when they like reveal the book, it's like, "Oh, I wrote everything down in my account in this like yeah. long book about all of my experience here." What like, did it say? What did it say? It was like Dracula's daddy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what it? I think so. Something along oh, those lines. Dracula is my master. Yeah. Dracula's god or some yeah, shit something, like that. Yeah, but like it wasn't, it was supposed to be like this big reveal, but it wasn't that surprising. surprising. Or like when it was revealed that the other nun was his fiance, like I wasn't surprised either. I was like, oh, that's his fiance. And then he was just like, what? How'd you know that? And I'm just like, so the target. <laughs> it worked on it. <laughs> I feel attacked. Sorry. Alan Alan came here to just be like, yeah, I really like this show. And then as soon as we were shitting on it, he's just like, oh, let me uh let me change my tune. Oh, I did like it. It's just that there are other better shows out there. Well that and like just I kidding. feel like what we do in the shadows just kind of ruined vampire stuff for me. Like, especially when I first saw him come on, like I thought he looked like the Baron. That's his name, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he looked just like him, and I was just like, "This is just fucking ridiculous." Maybe it's like building up to like a tie-in. Like a- that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. I would Dude, love it. That episode is the best fucking episode. The like where all the vampires come on and what we do in the shadows. Yeah. When fucking Wesley Snipes come out, I lost my shit. She oh was my there. God. All right, I think that's a good pivot point. I want to talk about how it compares this depiction of Dracula compares to kind of like what's been seen in the last decade or so. And I think one point that you, one, one of you was like pointed out was like hypersexualization. 
and how vampires kind of became sexualized so much, like specifically like Twilight or anything that had to do with like hot vampires, like the, your, the show that you like, True Blood. But what do you think is like, <laughs> how does how does the, the hyper sexualization in this show kind of like, does it frame that newer stuff better? Like, is it is it like a better depiction? Do you prefer this version of like, he sleeps with random people like he he kind of lures them into his cave and then he like fucks them till they become like he fucks them with his teeth yeah but like is how do, how do you think comparing the two comparing like the hyper loose sexualization kind of like the the hot vampires versus like i mean he's hot but he's also like very very sinister yeah well i think like before it was very like on the people that fell for the vampires but like in this one like it was shown that like he's the the, the predator the abuser yeah and like mm-hmm. they they kind of like turn humans more like into prey whereas like like other stuff where vampires are sexualized it's usually like the the humans that are like lured to them they don't really have to go out of their way to do anything mm-hmm. yeah like even in in like supernatural they're kind of just like cooler humans like they're not they they I, I feel like in this one they made like a huge distinction between like vampires are not just like super hot people like the way they're shown in like twilight it's more like he is this like complete different monster almost like a demon i would say yeah instead of like kind of coolish i don't know how you you are way more familiar with this than any of us here because you've watched true blood and twilight i don't know i also feel like this show is too late like it's we're not obsessed with vampires like we were before and like what we do in the shadows works so well because it's making fun of what we were obsessed with. And I think this show is trying to be like, well, actually, vampires like are, are- still kind of cool. <laughs> it's like the like the the hip teacher is just like trying to make concepts cool yeah, and like hip hop and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it just seems like outdated. Or they're trying to like complicate the idea of like a vampire where he's like actually a predator and he's like a bad guy and like we should not like him. Like a, this, like there's no gray area for a vampire, mm. but it just seems kind of like late. It's too late for that. I agree with that. Anything else you guys want to say about Dracula, Alan? It's not really related, but he reminds me of Phantom of the Opera, the actor. Okay. Yeah, they're both vampires in a way. I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. Oh, the movie. Oh. What what what's it about? It's very dramatic. It's I very think that's what I think that's why you you get like oh, that it? vibe too. I feel like yeah, there is. Th- I think what you're getting at is there's like a big theatricality yeah. in the okay. show yeah, for sure. Definitely. I I 100 agree. And also, I think he's super hot. Like, yeah, like I'm trying to with him. I'm trying yeah. to True. get with that. True. All right. All right. Let's. Oh, he was in the square that we just watched. Because he's in it. Well, I I didn't know that he was in it, <laughs> but I was like, ooh. That's you, you were the one that suggested it. That's that's my man's. I've heard of this really cool movie called The Square. I don't know who's in it, but maybe we should just watch the trailer. <laughs> wow. All right, let's move on. So let's move on to Aquafina is Nora from Queens. It was created by Aquafina and Teresa Hisau. He's Sal? Is it just Teresa Sal? Okay, cool. It's about Aquafina in Queens, like 
being like a close to 30 year old living with her parents and then she has to she wants to move out aging millennial struggles so what did you guys think about it the show really reminded me of broad city mainly because of the well aside from the everything else like the little animation graphics just scream broad city and the the aging millennial thing kind of felt like used to death like it's it was kind of funny at first but it's like give me something new right now at this point although the show is funny and interesting i did laugh a lot did you like aquafina though as like in the show yeah she's good she's she's a good actor she's funny some some jokes are kind of like yeah but like i don't know a good example of it so what did you think michelle um i hated it a mm. lot so you just hate Actually, Asians. no i was okay i went into it wanting to like it but i don't know if it, it was the writing or if at times like it just felt like this is aquafina doing a character you know what i mean like it didn't really feel like she was really acting it was more like i'm just trying to be funny right now but it wasn't i don't know none of the jokes landed for me Hmm. was it less funny the second time well technically this is the third time i watched it and yes so you hate this fucking show yeah i don't like it so that means you won't give a second episode a chance Honestly, I I would just because again, like I want to like it. Maybe it was just like a rough patch, like it just didn't start right. So c- can you argue that the fact that the first episode didn't like hit it for you means like it didn't do well as a pilot? Like, do you think it failed as a pilot? Yeah, because it failed fa- as a pilot. Because the fact that you have to watch a second one to kind of like the fact that you're forcing yourself to like it. Means yeah, it's not it a- failed as a pilot. Okay. I don't know if it failed as a show entirely. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't like the pilot. The pilot was terrible yeah what'd you think karen yeah i kind of agree i mean i don't think i hate it but it there's just obviously a like they're fill, they're trying to fill up a hole that you know broad city left behind and it's very hard for them to do that yeah i, I thought that the writing was like very very poor like they couldn't even con- create like interesting like scenarios where like why do i care about her like she's she's unlikable she barely has like any redeemable quality is it just that she's kind of like charming or like kind of has like wit but i don't know i think it doesn't really nail the aging millennial kind of like type show type beat because it just it just i don't know if this is another one it just feels kind of late like it feels like this would have done really well a couple years ago and I mean, I'm I'm all for the representation stuff. I think that's great. I just think that comedically, I don't think she carries she carries it all that well. I think that she was really good in Crazy Rich Asians because she was she had like lines that she was like comedic lines to deliver in this. It felt like she was trying to do like some physical comedy, like the burning tail bit was yeah so corny and like and then like the. Like the falling over, like trying to pick something up in the car. Like it just felt like they were they were trying to infuse some physical comedy that just did not land for me. Also the the Wakanda joke, which I thought was, was which I thought was That's like straight up racist. <laughs> yes, but also I thought it was interesting that they put that in there because like so many people have accused Aquafina of like mm. appropriating black culture. And then like she just does like the Wakanda sign. 
to her black friend. I was just like, okay, just this is like- weird. That did not have to exist. Like, if you take that out of the entire show, it would have gone fine. Mm. No. Well, fun fact, they've been trying to make this show since 2016. So. Still too maybe- late. <laughs> maybe there's a reason why it hasn't made it till now. Well, the- <laughs> I mean, I, I think to an, uh, an extent, this show f- did feel like it was made... Kind of a while ago. Yeah, like, did yeah. they film it in 2016? No, I don't think so. But I think it feels like all of the jokes feel stale. Like, they, like it doesn't make any sense for them to be in there. Even like the bit about her like not having pants. Like, well, she doesn't have pants on. Edgy. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think she has the presence for it. Like, I think when like Alana does it in Broad City, like she, that's kind of her character she's very bombastic in that way yeah but her i just i don't know something about her felt like there was like some parts of her that were reserved there were some parts of her that were really outgoing it just felt kind of comedically and tonally inconsistent at times Mm -hmm. i mean i did laugh at at some points but i i like aquafina as a performer i just don't know as a writer she's all that great because she wrote this i think she 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 created the first episode Oh, because she's one of the showrunners, so she's a big hand in the whole thing. Yeah, she, her and and the co-creator wrote it. I just I don't know. I it, a lot of it just felt kind of like standard humor, like a lot of like kind of nineties joke based on yeah. like old kind of anti Asian jokes of like, oh, you know, Asians be like this kind of shit. It's like you know, like that kind of humor. I think we're we're kind of over it now. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think? It just seems like they're really, like, Aquafina is really trying to cash in on all of this buzz that she has. And this was obviously, like, a passion project for her. It just, you know, Comedy Central put too much, gave her too much credit, I think, in this. Or, like, let her roam too free. And, like, maybe a little bit of reeling in would have been better. Yeah, I feel like a show like this works best when you have someone... Who can handle like the comedic writing, like someone who's well versed in that stuff. Like I, not to shit on the, the other person who co-created it, but this felt—I don't know—a lot of it just felt like kind of lowest common denominator jokes and shit. I think that also it's interesting that this came after her success. Like usually it's the other way around, mm-hmm. and I think that I mean that goes that goes that speaks a lot to kind of like where Hollywood is, especially because of after after the the success of Crazy Rich Asians and. After her success with the farewell, it's odd that this is kind of like her career pivot because she's already had huge monetary success with Crazy Rich, mm-hmm. and then she had critical success with the farewell, and now she 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 kind of goes back to this. I, I don't know. It, it just seemed kind of like this is not the conventional kind of like linear route that we see for people in positions like this. My man, I feel like that's also why the show is titled Aquafina as Nora, whatever the fuck it's called. But it has her name in the titles, like specifically like to draw people in because she already made a name of herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, that I think the thing that left the worst taste in my mouth was the the like Wakanda shit. Like why <laughs> like why even do that if it's like well one, it's not even a good joke. It already that already feels super still. That feels like a 2016 joke. Yeah. And then two, like, why the fuck would you do that if you already know that people already accuse you of this? It just 
fuels that fire and it's not even like in a clever way where it's just like yeah i'm aware of how much shit you guys talk this is just like i'm just feeding it on purpose yeah maybe that's the point yeah could be what why is bd wong in this why fucking white rose is in this dude that's crazy to me so crazy also like you can't have bd wong be like just uh, like an average dad. Like, yeah, he plays like a loser dad. Like a, it's it's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if I buy Aquafina as like the schlubby thirty year old now. I feel like I don't know. It's 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 not as easy to buy it. Yeah. I feel like I mean I watched her. I knew about Aquafina because of Girl Code, and I thought she was hilarious there. But Girl Code that was back in twenty fifteen. When women be shopping. <laughs> It was, it was a lot of that kind of humor. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of that kind of humor. Like, and we've, like, moved past it. Yeah. And she should also move past it. I want to talk about Asian representation. As the only Asian person, how did it feel to be represented? Well, mm-hmm. one, <laughs> one, I'm half Asian. Oh, half of you was represented. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you ever, like, think about that as a kid? Like, Me, representation, like, seeing Asians on screen? Honestly, before I met Michelle, I never really thought about these things. I just thought it was cool and be like, oh, hey, a Filipino or an Asian person's on TV. Because, like, that's part of my ethnicity. But aside from that, I didn't really think it was an issue at all. Like, So so now that you are kind of more aware of it, how okay. do you think about it? And how does this fit into that? Like, okay, you didn't care about it before, but she told you about it. Yeah. How do you feel about it now? Well, it's not necessarily specific about Asians. It's more like... a underrepresented people of color okay. on on like mass media especially like comedy central yeah yeah i think it's a really big step up the fact that like she's now her own showrunner i like i think it sends like a message to everyone that's like asians are like becoming uplifted like slowly we're, like, we're getting more representation and like in bigger producer roles not just acting how do you reconcile when it's like something that's not as great so like there's representation, and then there's, like, representation that's, like, good representation. Me and Karen have had this fight a long time. But also, I think it's a little unfair to ask Alan to, like, be the representation for all Asian people right now. Well, no, just in this room. But what, what I'm asking is, you've already, you've already talked about how some of this didn't work for you. Yeah. And, yes, it's a win for representation. I agree. But... Well, does a show about Asian representation that's not as good, does that change anything? Or are you still like, this is still a win no matter what? Mm, it's a mix because like, it's still a win in the sense that someone trusted her to be on this show that they poured, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into. But it also is kind of like, it could be better in the sense that like, like this is it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure like there's, like I said before, like I'm sure like, this will inspire others to like rise up to the occasion or some cheesy mm. thing like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else, Michelle? No. Don't watch the show. Wow. I'm kidding. Watch it. Watch it while you're drunk. <laughs> watch it, but don't expect much. All right. Let's go to the last one. Picard was created by Akiva Goldsman, Michael Chabon, and Kristen Beyer? And Alex Kurtzman. God damn. Is, are those the original creators or what? No idea. So it starts off with 
Picard on board the Enterprise. Like he's playing poker, was it? Mm-hmm. With Commander Data, who is an android, although in the show they call them synth synthetics. And then they're playing cards, and then like in the background through the window, there's there's they're in front of Mars, and then next thing you know, Mars explodes, and like all the debris breaks the windows, and suddenly you see him waking up in his chateau in france cut to this new character she's making out with her boyfriend and then suddenly like these assassins transport in and they kill her boyfriend and then like they put a bag over her head and at first she's going to be taken away then she's like a sleeper cell she like oh yeah exactly she's a sleeper she suddenly fights them and then she somehow finds uh, picard finds picard a thousand miles away and then they're everything becomes crazy like he has to find out like, he finds out who she is and he finds out that she's much more dear to his heart than he realized and then from there she dies and then yeah she from there picard, she dies picard goes to talk to a, a scientist who, who is trying to figure out who she is or what how she can exist and then he gets hope because she's a twin and yeah that's and they eventually turns into like a big uh, like a setup for a rescue mission. That's exactly. all we know for sure. So, what did you think about the first episode, Alan? I really liked the first episode. It felt really, it felt a lot, it felt really different than all the other Star Trek series I've seen, and including the movies. It just, it felt like a, it felt more polished. It felt more cinematic. Did it, how does it compare to the original? The, so. This is the one that he was on was Next Generation. Yeah, Next Generation, yeah. And that's the third one, uh, fourth one. What is it? I think it's right. I think I think it happened right after the the original series with uh, William Shatner. So you like that one more than the original? Yeah, series? I like the I like the the Next Generation more than why? Well, I mean, I saw a couple of episodes of the one with William Shatner on it. It was just super boring. It was really slow. Mm. How does the first episode compare to the rest of like the, to the Next Generation? It is just, it similar? It, mm, I want to say it's better, but honestly, it's just different things. Like one, like this one, the Picard feels more of a, like of a movie, whereas the next re- generation felt more. What's a what's the word? Sci-fi. More sci-fi, more restrictive. Yeah, not not just in terms of budgets, because like the the TV show, it's always takes place on board the ship. They're exploring. Yeah, it's like the same blueprint. Whereas this one. If, like I wasn't even expecting to like for it to turn out and turn into like a like a rescue mission or whatever no. that deals with like personal trauma and like how yeah how he regrets his actions when he was still a captain or I guess yeah ad- admiral for sure so like it just so that felt really different I wasn't really expecting it it was a nice surprise mm-hmm. and as someone who have who has seen other Star Trek series it is a nice reboot that doesn't suck. Okay. What did you think, Michelle? Alan recommended I watch Voyager. Yeah, Voyager. And uh, I, I thought it was really boring. It. I thought it was boring. <laughs> I was just like, I can't finish this. It's fucking boring. I remember when you first started dating, he was just like, yo, check this out. <laughs> and then you were like, I don't know if I should date this guy anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought it was really boring. So when he was just like, oh, we should watch Picard, I was just like, no. But like he convinced me, and I was just like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And I was also surprised because it was it was entertaining. I was just like, okay, like this isn't fucking boring. That's that was my first impression of it. Was just so you've it was not, more you've exciting. not seen Next Generation. No, I haven't. Okay, 
What did you think, Karen? I have never seen any of like the Star Trek, any of it. I don't know what, like the movies, the TV show, I haven't seen any of it. Actually, I think I've seen one of the movies with Chris Pine, but that's about it. Those did really well. Those were good. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was, the show itself was really good. You could tell that CBS is putting in a lot of money. Yes. So much, like it felt, it really truly felt like a movie. Yeah. With a few bad television actors in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm like, I'm pleasantly surprised. It almost makes me want to watch, like, what came before it and yeah. see, like, why people are so in love with it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, I don't know, like, you guys keep mentioning the cinematic thing, but I don't know if that helped the show for me. That felt like a little bit too much polish for a show like this. Also, a couple of things that I didn't like. Let's talk about those. I didn't like that they kept adding music to, like, the dramatic beats. Like, it's uh, very obviously telling you how to feel. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not helping. It's just distracting more than anything. Mm-hmm. I thought the dialogue was really bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the last scene? Yeah. that. Was, <laughs> and I think it has to do mostly with, like, the, the TV actors you're talking about. He's yeah. obviously fucking, what's his face? Is great. Patrick Stewart. He's a great actor. Amazing. Oh, okay. But yeah. he comes he comes from theater, so Yeah. Obviously he was the best part <laughs> of, course, of the show. Of course. If he comes from theater. <laughs> I mean he gotta come from theater. Because uh, I mean, they heard all like all the Star Trek people get cast as Star Trek captains like all like come from stage. Ah, uh, cool. So Trekkie I Pets. I mean I'm interested. I, I I think that so I was I had never seen any of it. I've only seen the movies, which, which I were really amazing. liked. Yeah. I didn't like the third one much, but I liked the first two. I mean, I, I don't know anything about them, but I was I like that a show like this still has a place in culture. Like you can you can feel that there's such a like rich history to this. In a way where like something about Star Wars just feel always felt too polished. It always felt like mm-hmm. it had too much money. Star Trek was always kind of like the underdog, it felt like. Like Yeah. I think it was always easier to get into Star Wars because, like... It's easier to follow. Yeah, and, it's, and it's first and foremost, it's a space opera. So, like, it just like it just happens. It's one of those things where it happens to take place in space. Yeah. Where Star Trek, it kind of needs to be in space. Yeah. How did you feel about, like, the way that they showed kind of, like, the old species that you had seen in the show? Like, did they look old did they look so like, good like how did the makeup work for like you? the characters in the past yeah like oh. not the characters necessarily but just like there are certain species in the show like the what are they the oh the romulans the romulans yeah i the think romans I... <laughs> the ramen yeah. Yeah. i think that like as someone who's seen it before like wait but have you seen this before no like the romulans show up in every every in other lore but, like, I think the fact that, like, you guys who haven't seen the show, like, are, were confused about it made me th- think that, like, like, they kind of didn't do that great of a job in, like, kind of differentiating them. Yeah, because I thought they were Vulcans. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that you, when you first told me that, I'm like, hmm, they should have done a better job. Because I think that, like... So, visually, what's the difference? Between Romulans and Vulcans? Their I, eyebrows are, like, slightly more yeah, angular slightly, or something uh, like yeah. that. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Damn. And, like... Eyebrows on bleak. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think it's pretty much it. And they're, like... They're, I think they're bushier. Okay. That's pretty much it. 
But like the Vulcan thing is like they don't show emotion and like yeah. And whereas Ramen, so what are, do they show a lot of emotion or what? Honestly, the best way you could describe it, and I'm not, I'm not gonna get shit about this, but like I think they're just different species. That's it. Oh man! But do they have background in theater though? Um, uh, yes, they do. So, all right, let's move get into into the theme. So, I think the biggest theme is kind of like aging heroes. Oh and yeah. Like, yeah. Like legacy and searching for meaning after, you know, you've kind of already seen the twilight of your life. Do you think that the show like is Star Trek having an existential crisis because of Star Wars? I've always wondered that cuz like do you think that they're ever like do we still have a place to exist? I know that the last Star Trek show recently is doing pretty well, Discovery. but I mean I don't think they'll ever have the same success as Star Wars. Yeah. Well, like, does this show, like, kind of, like, metatextually say that, like, are we past, like, our, our greatest Star Trek stories? Like, is this Star Trek trying to find its place? I think in the light of Star Wars getting all this reboot and all this money from Disney, I think the creators at CBS kind of realized that maybe we should, like, we shouldn't like be cast away in the dust and its success. So I think that's what catalyzed this whole new of like of Star Trek Picard, but also Discovery, which is just another separate storyline. Have you seen Discovery? No, I haven't. No. You think CBS is like trying to invest? Yeah, but I, I mean, like within the story, like I, I feel like there is like a sense of like, what am I even doing anymore? Like, what is my purpose? At least with Picard. He just found, like, a new lease on life because, like, someone from his past has, like, a, you know, like... They came back. A son or, or a, a daughter or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. A seed. A legacy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there is kind of that. Karen, what do you think? I mean, you could definitely read it the meta way where it does seem like Star Trek is, like, trying to recapture the fan base that it used to have because it, it because of Star Wars and because now Star Wars is Disney it feels like Star Trek is kind of getting left in the dust. So I do like that they chose this storyline to follow a retired like John Luke Picard. Like they really were able to like take stake of like the universe and you know. I think that the one of the things that stood out to me that it reminded me a lot of was uh, Logan. Like it felt like even kind of similar to like there being like a girl kind of attached to this like veteran kind of guy. You know, like there was moments where I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of Logan-ish. And then I was like, oh yeah, he was in Logan. Like he was fucking Professor X. Oh. And then, but like, you get what I mean? Like it's kind of like this, it's almost like a swan song. I mean, I don't know how long the show's going to go on, but I got the sense of like, the it's like life after death like this already ended and like now we're trying to figure out our place and i think thematically if the shore explorer like stuck to that kind of like you know looking back at like the legacy of of star trek i think that that would be great subject matter but i don't know maybe I'm, i'm i'm thinking about it too much i think it was kind of engineered in that way that's a weird word but like like what you said about disney being like getting Star Wars back and all that. I think what they did is they, they got all the best characters from the past Star Trek series. So, like, you know, Picard and uh, the guy who played 
data, Brent Spiner, and everyone is, else. Is Next Gen like the most critically yeah. it's revered like, one? Is yeah, that, like, I think the one so. That, like, yeah, I would think it's like the most recognized. Now. Yeah, it is because like you got it's like, the most memed. It Definitely. is. It is. You got those. You got those Picard, like the facepalm meme and all that. Yeah. Um. I think they got all of them, and then they're like, "Yo, let's make this. Let's kind of make it meta." Also, and the fact that like it's in the twilight years of Star Trek, where like like literally it's like twenty years ago since since the last Star Trek aired, which was Voyager, not TNG. And then like, would well, I would I don't know if I'd say that this is like the twilight of Star Trek. This feels kind of like the the. The valleys, like this, seems like going down on a hill. decline. Does, does do you guys feel like there's an incline for Star Trek? No, not really. I mean, I think that this show could easily be that for them. I feel like there was a slight incline with like the movies, but then, yeah, and then they, it just dropped off after that. Yeah, they didn't kind of like. I think J.J. Uh, Abrams was like, oh, "Screw this, let's go to Star Wars." Okay, because I feel like Star Wars got like their reboot and like they brought in like new fans. Whereas I feel like when Star Trek did the movies, they didn't bring in like as many new fans mm. as they wanted to. That's a good point. And this kind of feels like, oh, well, let's try for those new fans again. Like create a more, you know, like a compelling but also giving with fan- old characters. And also, yeah. yeah, and also giving like fan service to like people who've already seen the original show. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's what that's exactly what Star Wars did is like they brought back. Oh, yeah. It's did, all yeah. about fan service. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not so interested in the fan service aspects of this mm. show because I I am coming into someone who has not seen it, so I had yeah I had no experience with that. Like this did nothing for me on a fan level because I don't know any of these characters. Because I've heard about Star Trek's like it explores more mature themes and like it is more about you know big concepts that like Star Wars strays away from because they tell very easy stories. But that felt like a good way to to go, and I think that the that this could be read as a. I mean, I, I guess we'll have to see more more down the season, but I'm interested in that, and I'm interested in. Uh, I guess we'll we'll pivot in in like the revisionism that they show in in the first episode. Picard gets interviewed by this person from a TV or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. and they ask him about like his one of his his greatest accomplishments, <laughs> and he they ask him about why he saved the Romulans who. I guess they're like the subjugated class, or like they're throughout, evil, or what? what why are throughout they... Star Trek history, they're like for most of it. I think they were like shit. What's the word? The bad guys. Okay, villains. <laughs> <laughs> like so, Picard is supposed to be like a man of like great, uh, you know, compassion because he yeah. decides to save them, and then the interview presses the interviewer presses him. And he's basically like, yeah, you know, Starfleet is basically full of shit. So I I like that, that they're kind of like self-critiquing the sort of like establishments in the show. I I don't know anything about if they've done that before. Is that something new? Like Starfleet. Starfleet. (laughs) Starfleet. That's their division. Starfleet being critiqued. I think so. They I I don't have any concrete examples, but I've no like I've I'm feeling it's happened before. Like their own organization being critiqued by themselves, mm. but I don't have any well, concrete you, examples on that. Can you speak to Picard? Like Picard, just just by looking at him, he seems very like serious and like he follows rules. And in this one, you get the sense that he breaks rules because he's just like I'm. I, I'm they old. They were wrong. Huh? <laughs> I'm old. Screw you guys. It's more like in this one, like. He sticks to his ideals. 
Yeah, because he's not like he sticks to his ideals because he's not part of like this bigger organization anymore. But he seems soured on Starfleet. Oh yeah, he definitely is. Was he soured on Starfleet during the show, or is this like a new um, thing? In the TV shows, like I don't recall like him talking about like his own like talking about Starfleet in a negative way. It's more of like this is my job. Let's go exploring. Whereas this one now that he's more like he has more freedom, like now he's free to like talk bad about like his what is it yeah it's like once you do your your military tour you can say what you want but pretty much so the thing he talks about where he uh transports romulans that they show that or that's just they just they're talking about it (laughs) michelle asked this to me too um for me personally i just read it on their wiki but i don't work but i think they did show it also in the next generation i don't oh so you're not even like a fan I'm trying to talk to you like like he knows and shit. This motherfucker doesn't know anything. I do. I've I've watched more of the Voyager series than the Next Generation, but like I I have seen enough for it to like to know like Captain Picard's like his his personality and what he does and all that stuff. But it does seem like the interview was on purpose exposition, and a lot of the oh, stuff yeah. that happened, like him quitting, happened after the events of the catastrophe. So. That's just stuff that happened that we never saw as an audience. At least that's how I took it. So, Did that exposition help you? Yeah, I mean, having never watched any of it, I I feel like I was able to follow along to everything. Like, I don't know, like, the difference between, like, Vulcans and Romulans. But, you know, for the most part, I understood what was going on. It's the eyebrows, obviously. Come on. And, <laughs> and if they're in theater. <laughs> I think the fact that, like, and I told this to Michelle, like, if you could, like, if you're able to follow along and never seeing an episode of Star Trek, that means it did a good job of, like, entertaining the people who've seen it before, but also, like, bringing in new audiences. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think it was it was designed that way. Yeah, like, I know. It was, it was, it's, it's as Michelle said, they're trying to, they're really trying to <laughs> bring in more, like, audience. But members. sometimes I've seen, like, some shows or movies where, like, you kind of have to know the lore beforehand, otherwise. Like the Witcher. Sure. What did you think of exploring Everything. like the android politics, and like the idea of like what constitutes a human? Well, while I was watching this, I kind of like that was one of the things that stood out to me was the whole idea of like uh, who decides like what's human. Yeah. Who's human? Are we but human? Did, it, did they do it well to you? Like, do you think that they pulled out? Because you've seen Blade Runner. Yeah. But you don't like Blade Runner, right? I don't have a problem with Blade Runner. Do you remember like the, the android politics? No, I don't remember a lot of it. But I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Never Let Me Go and like the clone mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of like what it reminded me of, like this whole idea of like who gets to decide, to decide like, I don't want to say like who's human because obviously like they're not really human because they're synthetic. But I mean like who has that like soul? Actually, they bring up this very topic a lot throughout the series. Well, I think that the idea of, like, a human... More than anything, it's that they have humanity. is like, they have capacity for... Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And and actually, in an episode of The Next Generation... So, this happened twice. So, the first one, it was The Next Generation, and Commander Data, who was was a synthetic, he he was actually on trial for his human rights... Or something like that. Yeah. And then this same thing happened again with um, in Voyager, the doctor, who was a hologram. But like everything else, like he's basically a human. Mm-hmm. And they're 
like he's on trial again and the fact yeah. that they always bring this up is it's very a, the refreshing. turing test essentially like the, pretty much yeah so, so i bring it up because i don't think they pulled it off all that well well i mean to be fair it's the first it's like it's the first episode, but so I maybe think they didn't, revisit it later. I don't think they pulled it off all that well because of the actress. I don't think she was she was a good performer. Like I didn't care at all about her being like. I think for me, what sold it more was like the like two interactions we got with Picard and Data. Like you could see that he had like so much love and compassion for him, and it just kind of seems unfair that like they shut down all the synthetics and basically said like no more synthetic life. So like in a sense like he had that connection to his friend and like um, makes a stakes greater so so i think that yeah. i think that was the that was a great setup but that's kind of like the baton toss or the, the baton pass to the what the story what the story is about essentially like they're trying to bring a youthful aspect because that's gonna be the future of the show which is like this person who is like a, a possibly a synthetic is a synthetic yeah, the the Picard and Data stuff was great for establishing that relationship and like how it's a different world now. But when they once you get once it's like showtime to show her, I just I didn't I wasn't sold on it. Mm, like you didn't really care for it because she just wasn't a good act. Like she couldn't yeah. carry that baton that Data like passed off. Yeah, she was definitely the weakest part of the entire episode, and even the way that she is written and that like it's like a misdirect. Like oh like. I have a twin sister, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, she has a twin sister. Like, how are how convenient? We- yeah, it's very convenient. <laughs> and like, how are we as an audience who are like, okay, you're giving us like this big moral dilemma of like synthetic life. And are they human? Like, should they be alive? And then like, you literally kill a person off. And then the next scene, you're like, oh, but she has a twin sister. Oh, you know, like, it's, yeah, it doesn't hit. Also killing off one of the main, like the soon to be main characters or like, you know, one of the supporting characters, whatever. Killing them in the first episode does nothing to make me like them more. And yeah, just like, that's true. Okay, I already didn't like this person, so you're going to reintroduce them and then hope that I maybe like this person. And knowing the fact that she could have just jumped away makes it all even worse. Yeah. yeah. But also, it was so abrupt. It was so jarring to see, like, her fighting. And she's like, like, you see kind of like the shift where she starts winning. And then she has, like, acid all over her. I'm like, oh... Well, that's she's, Romulan blood. She's dead, dead. Yeah. Romulan blood acidic? Yeah. Oh. I forgot about that little tidbit. Yeah, it just... And then, like, we spend, like, a second, like, it's like a throwaway line, like, oh, she died? You know, like, I, like in the next scene where she just died, it's, it just... It was poorly written. And now we spent this whole first episode, like, enraptured in the mystery of this girl, and then they kill her off, and now we're supposed to want to see her, what her sister is doing yeah and the situation they create is so fucking stupid it's some guy who's just like yeah you know like uh my mom just kind of died it's like but you probably don't want to listen to me right now and she's like wait <laughs> you're wrong i want to listen to you <laughs> just like what the fuck this is not like why why the fuck would i care anyway uh overall though it was i think <laughs> It was a good effort into like getting me interested because I'm interested for sure in Picard. Yeah. But in like the kind of like the the apparatus that's like moving the story, I'm I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, I feel like I'm more concerned. I'm more interested in Picard and like him dealing like with his past trauma. That's which, the fucking that's show, the dude. show. That's the show. I don't know why they're trying to do. I, I get it. You know, he's trying to like do right by his friend, but 
I guess. I don't know. I think I was just more interested to see what it, like if if um her twin is anything like her. That's just my It's only the same actress, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she has a a background. <laughs> she has a completely different name, though, in the show. Wow. I hate you guys. So they're two different people. They're never in the same place at the same time. So. They're like the Olsen twins. <laughs> they just move really fast. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I think that's it. Anything else for Picard? As someone who was always wanting to see like a sequel af- of after their last minute. And as someone who's seen the show. Yeah. And read the wiki. <laughs> for help i think it's like a breath of like relief or fresh air mm. to be like okay finally they're continuing the storyline from the tv show okay. because you got discovery which was like kind of going back in time backwards in time but finally you have people from picard who are like from the tv shows so for the most part it's working on a fan service level for you for me yes okay i'm, I'm gonna be honest you're yeah. you're talking a lot i'm just like just say that you liked it because you're a fan like yeah i'm i saw i'm not denying that yeah yeah all right let's move into the ratings we'll just do kind of rapid fire we're gonna do broken tvs or what yeah we'll do we'll do broken (laughs) tvs okay so (laughs) let's do dracula michelle go what did you think a three okay it was entertaining but it wasn't like great it wasn't groundbreaking it wasn't anything new it's not revolutionary it's just standard entertainment three okay maybe for me 3.5 because i'm now like more interested in the lore of dracula okay karen i think i'd also give it a three because it was a well-constructed show but why is it so long it doesn't make any sense to me i can't <laughs> some... i cannot get over the length of the show it's i the will Moffat. not watch it that's your Stephen biggest gripe <laughs> it's so long. i'm just not gonna watch it if it's an hour and a half just long. pretend it just pretend it's a movie and there yeah I'm, I'm with i think i'm with alan i there was a lot of moments of like this is not good, but there was a lot of like I'm entertained kind of type shit. Let's not forget that you're in love with the actor that plays Dracula. I mean, <laughs> True. I might as well give it a four for him, five for him, and then three and a half for for the show. You just want to know if you're gonna see his dick in the future. I hope so. I mean, you saw his butt, so was that good yeah. enough for you? No, I need to see. You could probably see his dick. You gotta pause it and like zoom in. Hopefully he has. I know this because I tried. (laughs) I'm kidding. I did it. The Ben Affleck dick dick in Gone Girl. Seriously. All right, let's move on. So Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Karen, go. A two. Whoa. Two point five. I don't know. I didn't even ask you about the representation stuff. You you really care about the representations. How did this? What do you, how do you, what do you, you know? Like, is this, is this woke and bad? Is this woke and good? Like, how does this, where on the scale is this for you? I think it's fine in terms of representation, I guess. Like, I like Aquafina. I think she's, I think she's enjoyable to see on screen. And also, I like the fact that she's like, not an like a stereotype like as an overachieving asian but it's just not it wasn't funny and if it's supposed to be a comedy it has to be funny about the representation part i think it's good by the fact that like if like it's not like issues or struggles specific to asian americans 
So if you could just change your character to any other millennial, mm. it'll still be, it won't like really hit home. But like, if it's more like, oh, my mom expects me to be like, you know, a doctor, some other thing like that, then it's more like, oh, okay, now we see other struggles. Where now it's just like, it's a millennial, she just happens to be Asian. I feel like the issue with that, though, is that a lot of people hate that. That is just kind of like... Yeah, but you want her to tell her story, not... Well, my example would be, like, fat representation. So a lot of people, like, within, like, fat liberation and stuff like that are tired of seeing, like, shows of fat actors where they're just kind of, like, talking about fat issues. What they want more than anything is, like, an, an, a show where, like, there's a fat character and that's not part of their storyline. Like, it's just, they're just an average, mm. regular human mm. being. I think that there is more... Because, okay, so she's very situated as an Asian character. Like, we see her family, her inner life is Asian. Like, she's she's Asian. She speaks... Her family is, is Asian. She they, speaks her mother tongue. They go to They go to an Asian restaurant. Like, all of that is there. And I think that's sort of ideal. The only thing was that it wasn't a good show. Like, that is ideal. They they did everything right in terms of representation. The only thing left is you have to make it a good show. Mm-hmm. I think that the stuff that you're talking about is that. Is she she did all the things and like they didn't say like hey I'm overtly Asian they just made her overtly Asian or they just made her Asian the show just wasn't a good show mm. and I think Alan's right but also at the same time like I'm not well actually this is completely going against what Alan said <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even I said that wrong so the reason why that's problematic though is to make her Asian in that way is that like those things don't necessarily like help make a better story. Well, I think what they did is like they made the character an Asian character. They, you know, just the story elements were missing. Mm. Well, it's more going for like, maybe not so much Asian like struggle. It's just her struggle as an, or her personal struggle as an Asian American. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that they did a lot of work to situate her as an Asian character, but I think that, if they had put more situations that are like more pertain to like Asian adolescents or like growing up, I think that would have made the show even better if they had found a way to weave it into the story. Based on all those things, I'll give it a three. Alan, go. I'm going to give it a, I guess like a three, three and a half again, maybe okay. a bit higher, like 3.6 or whatever, mainly because it's, I found it funny. Michelle? So I'll give one. it a two. Oh, whoa. I was going to say one, but then I was just like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give it two. Just because of re- representation? Just because of representation. Because you're like a professional social justice warrior. Like, I have to give it a two. Dude, just she has I'm a degree in that. They, they threatened to take away her degree. Exactly. Oh. All right, let's move on. So, last one with the card. Alan, go. You get a four and a half. Why? The point five docking was because of some of the stuff they you brought up maybe realize oh, it's, it's okay it's not perfect but the reason why it's so high is because again like it, i want to see where it goes okay okay a 3.8 almost a four it was really entertaining i'm interested as like a person that's never watched the show before so i think that's a big plus yeah i agree i'll say 3.8 i think there's interesting story to mine but i just don't hope, i just hope it's not all like fan service I hope so, too. Because I, I wouldn't care about that. I'll give it a four. I was really entertained as someone who's not really a fan. And I thought they did a good job. 
However, I did dock it just for the acting. It's pretty bad. Some yeah, parts. It's really bad. I'm going to just go around and then you say how long you think the season's going to go with the predictions. Michelle, Dracula, go. One. <laughs> you. One. Karen. One. I think it's going to get renewed. Maybe. It got bad reviews. Did it really? Yeah, it's like a, a six point something on like IMDb. Six point something is pretty good. On IMDb? Out of ten? That's yeah. A, that's a D. I mean, that's nothing ever gets past like seven. That's true. Aquafina, how long do you think it goes? It's cancelled. <laughs> Three. Three seasons? Three seasons? Yeah. I'd say two. I agree with Michelle. I think it's going to get cancelled. Cancel. I don't think it's going to do all that well. Alright, Picard, Michelle? I'd like it if they did like a one season thing, but... Definitely. Rude. I mean, it's probably going to go like three seasons. I want it to last as long as like their other shows. They're like so like six seasons, but knowing the actors are really old, I'm gonna give an optimistic four. Ideally I think it'd be three seasons. But who knows, maybe two. I think it's gonna get cancelled. Why so? Wow. I don't know. The acting? I have a feeling. I don't know. Actually the fact- Actually I think it'll go maybe second season, but I don't know. I I feel like it might struggle. I don't know. I think it'll struggle because it's also on CBS All Access and who uh, the fuck has true. it? Oh, it's it's only online. It's only on it's only on all access, yeah. Uh, well so is Discovery, no? Yeah. That got renewed. That got oh. that did pretty well though. That's around like their second season, third season, I think. Edit that out, Michelle. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but there is a barrier when that happens because like I yeah. If people don't know where to watch it, then just going you know, you yeah, like you lose viewership from that alone. So I think it'll struggle a little bit. I think that does it for us. Thank no. you, friends, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you Especially for having you, us. Karen. On. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. Uh, rate us, please. Thanks, guys. Comment. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Rate. Bye. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hey!